Greetings, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode 17 of the Community Solutions Podcast, coming to you from the students, faculty, staff, and community partners associated with the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences at the Indiana University Fairbanks School of Public Health in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm Jack Terman, Jr., your host for the podcast and a faculty member in the department. First, I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast and sharing it with your friends. Together, we are working to build healthy, hope-filled neighborhoods around the world. We are so indebted to all of the community members who work with us in this effort. Your input and your wisdom and your knowledge and your skills are vital for the success of all community health efforts. And today you're going to hear an episode that beautifully exemplifies this. Samantha Childress, a research facilitator in the department, speaks with one of her community partners, Ms. Adrian Opp. Ms. Opp is a member of one of three resident steering committees for the Diabetes Impact Project of Indianapolis, better known as DIP-IN. In this capacity, she and her fellow uh, community members provide vital information uh, in regards to the implementation of the project, ideas to promote its sustainability, and ideas to grow its impact. They are all working very hard to address this important issue and to work together to decrease the burden of diabetes in the Indianapolis community. I hope you enjoy this. And always remember um, all the wisdom that lies in community members all around the world. Let's join the conversation. My name is Samantha Childress. I am a staff member at the Fairbanks School of Public Health, and I'm here today with Adrian Opp, who is a resident, first and foremost, a resident of the Hawthorne neighborhood in the Near West community of Indianapolis. Um, thanks for agreeing to be interviewed on the Community Solutions Podcast today, Adrian. Absolutely. So I'll just go ahead and jump in. And with this first question, I just kind of want to acclimate listeners to um, what the Near West neighborhood is. So what is something special about this community, the Near West community in general, that you would want others to know? Yeah, so our neighborhood has historically, or our community, the larger Near West community has historically worked on the structure and um, the, the Near West as a collaboration of all four of our neighborhoods. And that has been going on for many, several years, as I've been informed. Um, but uh, in the most recent time that I've been involved, the structure has been developed through the identity, uh, just working on the identity of the Near West and what that means to the residents that are involved in the Near West uh, meetings and committees, and also um, the, what, that, what that entails, the, um, the, the uh, Near West Collaborative as it relates to the Near West Steering Committee, as it relates to the Near West um, neighborhoods, as it relates to our task forces. So it's really connecting all of those pieces and making an identity for ourselves. 
That's great. And um, just for a little background, can you give us the four neighborhoods that make up the Near West Collaborative? Sure. Yeah. Hawthorne, Hallville, Stringtown, and We Care are the four neighborhoods. Okay. And then I know I've heard it a couple times, this structure you have, I guess for your task force, as you mentioned, called LOVE. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, LOVE is an acronym that actually stands for livability, opportunity, vitality, and education. And each of those are the names of task forces that are branches of our quality of life plan, if you will, uh, a construct around how we categorize items that are important and are relevant to our residents' quality of life and being. Okay. And I know you mentioned this huge structure where there's all of these branches and task forces and different things. What are the roles that you serve within this structure? In the Hawthorne neighborhood, I am one of the Hawthorne leadership members, so I facilitate the meetings that we have bi-monthly and put together our agendas and send out communications within the Near West. I am the Near West Steering Committee Secretary, so I do all those same things, but in addition, work to facilitate any um, folks that want to come together with the Near West. So trying to ensure our resources are always connected with those that are uh, perhaps going to be doing development or doing other things and work with our leadership team as well to plan our meetings and and discussions, uh, other events as well. And uh, within our task forces, I'm on our livability task force and uh, I serve as a health coordinator and so try to always collaborate with those initiatives that are impactful to the health of our residents and relate them back to all of the other work that's going on. Okay. And I know working with Adrian that you are extremely involved and take on lots of responsibilities in your community, so which is definitely, of course, why you're, why you're on here today. <laughs> um, so I know having been to... Um, at least one of the task force meetings, there are so many initiatives going on right now in the Near West. Um, But what are a few that you would like listeners to be aware of? Oh, wow. Um, So, uh, of course, being uh, the health coordinator and health being a very passionate topic for me, um, the Diabetes Impact Project is uh, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, diabetes is uh, such a prevalent disease and has a lot of uh, downstream complications and uh, long-term consequences and also is and can be um, isn't always but can be a preventable disease very much so and related to that um, uh, same item um, uh, the diabetes impact project coming to play all of the many different infrastructure needs that we have So any of our initiatives, uh, we have one initiative with, um, I believe it is uh, Walk Indy, and uh, that is a a kind of a a project for pedestrian safety, and also we'll be looking at our infrastructure and our, um, any of our sidewalks, streets, et cetera. So that's a a very uh, important initiative for the Near West as our streets and sidewalks and we don't really have bike lanes and the accessibility of our areas is uh, very limited. So, so that's a, 
an important one for the safety of our residents. Um, and also uh, related to health, we have our Near West Outreach Clinic, which uh, has just started uh, this year. And uh, we have two um, uh, medical students from Marion University who have uh, worked with um, a, um, a medical director to uh, drive a medical student-run clinic in the Near West which is a fantastic opportunity for not only some of our students that go to Providence Christa Ray to obtain um, some health-related uh, screenings, but also it is a free clinic for our residents. And uh, here uh, very soon, we're uh, going to actually have additional, additionally, we're gonna have some uh, dentistry offers as well. Okay, and I know that just kind of touches on a few of the initiatives and um, one that I was able to see at one of the community meetings was the student-run clinic, and I just thought that was so cool. So that was um, one of the more interesting ones, even though there are just so many. Um, so kind of switching gears and looking a little bit broader at community work and community engagement, um, I'm sure there are parts of community work that are difficult, but what are some of the most rewarding things about being involved in the community and in the work you do? Oh, that's a tall order. Um, the most rewarding thing really is seeing the direct impact of the work that you're doing um, with the residents. And all, all, being a resident myself, being able to see changes uh, for the better that happen um, for those that have lived here for a lot of years that have not had those opportunities. Um, so. Uh, not only that, but the relationship building and the really ground level type of um, opportunity that it provides you to um, expand and grow your own understanding and perspective on people, uh, a human beings, a person, um, their own cultural um, behaviors and characteristics the amount of learning that you're able to do at the community level with so many different people is, is very rewarding. Great. And I know you kind of may have touched on this already and what you just answered with, but what are some things that you've learned about your community that you would not have known had you not been involved? Um, so uh, some things that I've learned is a key thing that I've learned uh, not being in community work previous is that there, there is that very small, uh, um, I guess, a small pocket of what you would consider to be your neighbors and folks around you that exist in a certain way. And so that's your small little ecosystem, if you will. And the more you interact with folks and neighbors, neighborhoods that are surrounding your own neighborhood, you learn another layer of what has gone into the history of a place. And you continually expound upon what you may have learned previous that uh, really ex just expands your um, breadth of perspective in a, in a way that sh shapes how you act and who you are, I think, as a person. Okay. 
I know it's kind of, it can be hard for people to get involved in community work. Um, I know even just thinking about my work day and then going home can be hard to then step outside of yourself and outside your door and get involved. But what do you think people gain when they step outside their front door and become involved in their community? That same understanding that I was just speaking of, you, you really grow outside yourself and outside of your own internal network and you really learn, you, you learn how to be a bit more, a bit more human, a bit more um, open to the uh, different ideas and perspectives that others have that you may not have understood previous. What you read on a page and what you may read in an email or see on your TV sounds uh, to be a certain way and that's based upon your current level of understanding, which is also based upon your current level of experience. And when you step outside your front door and um, start to work with others that you otherwise might choose not to um, or might choose not to be in a meeting regarding, you you, you grow in a way that um, opens, opens you up to um, th- those people in a much more human fashion as well. Okay. And thinking of listeners both in the Near West and outside of the Near West who are getting that feeling that they want to be involved but are not exactly sure how to do it, um, what is kind of both some general advice you would give them and an example of a small step they could take? Some examples I would say, um, knowing it was very difficult for myself to get engaged and involved, originally I tried I think for about three to four months and I think one of the things you have to know about the community and communities that you may work with is that their uh, websites and email addresses and the normal ways you might be able to look something up might be might not be in existence anymore or might not be getting supported or may maybe that person has moved on and or isn't able to do that work anymore so um it, it, it's difficult it can be difficult to find the right path but talking to your neighbor and when they ask you to go to a meeting not anyone no one really wants to go to meetings but if you're able to make it to a meeting to just at least get your name out there so that you can start to get communication in the best way that you would like to receive that information that at least gets your name in the the know of the group so that others know you're you're there and can provide you that um, information in the way that you would like to receive it okay that's great because I know ultimately it's kind of an idea of neighbors connecting with neighbors and then going forth to achieve some kind of goal so it seems simple and just getting started with connecting with people can be great um, but anything else you'd like to share about the near west community or community engagement in general that you think our listeners should know i would share that community engagement well well i've learned that i'll share and this is again been another learning experience community engagement as i've learned from many many more experienced than i that have helped me learn is it looks different to each person 
And so how you may want to engage or you may not want to engage is really defined by you and your family and or your uh, neighbors. But however it is that you can contribute to the betterment of your neighborhood and your community will only help your kids, your children, your family, your friends, um, and your neighbors. So in any way that you can engage, whether that be in a meeting, in um, a conversation, or just watching the news to watch for community events that are going on, just trying to get yourself out there so that we have um, always have the resident's voice at the table. That's what's most important for any development in a community. All right. Well, thank you, Adrian, for telling us a little bit about the Near West and the work you do and, again, ways that people can get involved. So it was great having you on the show. Thank you.